Welcome to the Lingolstown Life Podcast. On today's episode, Pastor Taylor Poth preaches about partying like Jesus did. He encourages us to consider where Jesus may be calling us to participate in the spiritual act of partying as we seek to love our neighbors. This message was first preached on May 10th, 2021 at the Lingolstown Life Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. to the Lingolstown Life podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. I want you to go into your memory, and I want you to think about the very best party you've ever been to. It might have been a rager, it might have been a wedding, What is the best party you've ever attended or thrown? All right, we're going back to college, right? So I want you to hold on to that memory, the best party you've been to, because I think it'll help us sort of think clearly as we move forward. Because what I want us to talk about today is the spirituality of partying. Now I know when you think of spirituality, you think of praying. You think of meditating, maybe you think of fasting, but I am thoroughly convinced, even as an extreme introvert, that there is a spirituality of partying. And I think we all wish church was always like a party, right? Yeah. And I think church has something to learn from this, and I think as we go about this summer, as we start to re-meet folks, when we start to go to parties in different places, that we can really think through how we act and operate in our world. This month, actually, I have a bunch of weddings that have been postponed, and those are going to be places of connection, of spiritual connection, of social connection. And parties are places that we connect with neighbors and total strangers. You can be invited to a party and then meet people who you have similar interests to. You can meet people who have similar connections to your kids or family. It can be a place where you make a connection with someone you've never seen before, or maybe the person in your neighborhood who's a stranger, you can turn them into a friend at a place like a party. And I think that's why parties at the beginning of a pandemic were super spreaders of disease, because truly for us, over time, they've been super spreaders of connection. They've been places where we can go in as a total stranger and leave with some new connection and also celebrate and have fun. As George was saying, we were trying to do some food truck events this summer. And one of the things that we did at our Rockville campus this past fall was we hosted some food trucks. We threw a party in the neighborhood, not in the, excuse me, not in the pews, but out in the neighborhood with folks just to get to know them. And we had fun. It was a place where we, as a bunch of folks from church and connected to Ray's Place, were able to connect with total strangers and make some meaningful partnerships. In fact, it's what led our first kids for community classrooms to get connected to us. It's also where we made connections with folks in our garden and our reading programs. It was a place where just because we decided to throw a party with total strangers, we were able to connect with folks in meaningful ways and also to be changed by the folks we met. Truly, every time we share a party or something, we experience transformation too. 
Now, whether you're online or in person, if you're in your groups or families or whoever you're sitting next to, I want you to tell that person who is your ideal party guest. Who is the person that you want to come to your party? And if you can't name someone, what is it that you want that person to bring or share? So you have 30 seconds to talk with folks near you. If you're in the chat, I'll share those. All right, do we have any bold folks who want to yell out their answer? The entire cast of Hamilton. Okay, so we went for the ideal party guests, right? The full, the full cast of Hamilton, that'd be quite a sing-song event. There'd be some good rap battles at that party. Someone who will help. That's a great party guest, right? Someone who can help you out. The person who comes early to help you set up. So people with the bad jokes, awesome. So a lot of dads at the party, right? No offense, dads. Jesus to come to your party? You want to see the water turned into wine, all right. It's a much cheaper way to throw a party. Just need the tap. Well, I think when we think about our ideal party guest, we maybe think of the person who brings the best stuff. Maybe we think of the person who brings the expensive fruit platter. Maybe the person who orders takeout sushi. Maybe someone who brings the hazy IPA West Co from the West Coast. Not the person who brings the natty light, right? The people who have something to offer us is what we usually think about when we think about a party. But as we've been talking and learning about the past few weeks, Jesus flips our idea of what the right party guest should be on its head. George spoke a few weeks about the upside-down nature of our faith. And I think that's because Jesus wants us to reassess who we should be bringing into our parties or who we can go out into our neighborhoods and party with. Jesus doesn't want us to bring in those who are already doing well. Jesus wants us to connect with the folks who are the most broken, the most ignored, the most misunderstood, or perhaps the folks that we've just judged most harshly. And it's an opportunity for us to party with folks, to turn inequality or hurt or neglect and pain into transformation and joy, to be experiencing relationships across the lines and the fences that we build up. I know for a lot of us, when we think about Jesus, we think about maybe a sanitized church building where we meet Jesus once a week, right? Or maybe we think about Jesus holding the Bible. Or maybe we think about Jesus talking to the religious folks who had it together back in the Scripture. But what I've found recently in rereading some of the Gospels is that Jesus is out in a very gritty and interesting world. A place that is less sanitized than maybe we think about when we think about faith. I read this compelling piece a few weeks ago in the Times that suggested we have to get used to being in a world that's a little bit more germ-friendly. 
We've all sort of rebelled against the germs in the past year, but we're going to have to live a new life thinking about how do we interact with germs. And it seems to me that a Purell saturated faith isn't very interesting anyway, right? A highly sanitized faith, maybe not actually healthy for us. It's also really boring. So how can we be Christians who follow Jesus into a much more interesting world and lifestyle? Because Jesus was someone who wasn't staying away from folks he shouldn't be with. In fact, Jesus goes to parties and scriptures a fair amount. Jesus spends time with folks that he's not supposed to be. Jesus specifically in the scriptures time and again parties with tax collectors and sex workers. Now, I'm saying that word because it's not, I, I find that the word prostitute tends to be something that we put a lot of blame and shame on, while someone in the sex work industry is people who are victims of a lot of other things. So Jesus specifically spends time with the people that we misjudge that are victims of society. And then he also spends time with tax collectors who are not well-liked. Is anyone bringing someone from the IRS to your next party? I'm sorry if there's an IRS tax person here. The, but the idea is that we tend to, to struggle to be with people who maybe are out to get us in our view. That's the sort of people that Jesus says we ought to party with. The people who are ashamed or hurt. The people who experience injustice and brokenness. And the people who cause it. Jesus gets invited to this party because he's already in contact with people who don't fit in. In Luke 5, Jesus meets Levi, who we later learned to be called Matthew. He meets this tax collector, and the tax collector invites him to his party because he's already spending time with folks that he should be with. And so at this party, the Pharisees, the legal experts, the religious folks, they start grumbling against them, is what the scripture says. They're murmuring, they're judging those folks. In fact, the scriptures say that they report, excuse me, that, that the Pharisees and legal experts say, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors? Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors, sex workers, and sinners? And what does Jesus say? Healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. I didn't come to call righteous people, but sinners to change their hearts and lives. If we were to translate that for us, I think it would be something like, if we only live with polished and respectable people who are already like us, then we aren't caring for the sick. How can we live like Jesus where we're encountering people who are so different from us that they experience change and then we experience change? There's a number of churches and church plants that actually start out by meeting in a local pub. They get together where people already are. They find the value and dignity of folks who aren't going to come in at 8.30 in the morning and sit with us in a pew. They try to meet Jesus and encounter Jesus in places where other people already are. And I think this is the mentality we can take out of this space. How can we see where Jesus has already been showing up in the world around us? Because none of us believe that Jesus is just in this space, right? Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. 
But if we decide to limit Jesus, then we miss out on so much. We aren't bringing Jesus to our neighborhoods. I think we're just tapping into what God is already doing. So that's what I think we need to think about as we think about being good neighbors, loving your neighbors. How is it that you can have Jesus show up in your neighborhood? Or how can you work with the spirit that's already doing amazing stuff in your space with the people that we've judged the most harshly? How is it that we can do church throughout the week in ways that transform others and we experience transformation too? And I think that's the act, the spiritual act of partying, of showing up in spaces and places with joy and excitement so that we can experience change with people. So what I want you to do in the same groups, or if you're online, put it in the chat, I want you to think about this in two ways. So the first way is what bar, marketplace, shop, what place should you show up with people that you can bring the party there? to meet people you wouldn't regularly meet otherwise. Or, and of course this is based on comfort level and so many other things, but in the next few months to year, who is it in your neighborhood that you've judged one way or the other who you need to invite to your table to be at your party? So that's what I want you to talk about in your groups for 30 seconds. If you're online, just throw it in the chat. So someone from this side of the room, this side of the room talked a lot earlier. Someone from over here, give us what you think, where you can show up and and party with others, or who is it that you need to invite? A restaurant. All right. Awesome. I'm super comfortable in silence, by the way. Someone else got something? Church. Church, all right. Have more fun in church, awesome. The beach, okay. How could you show up and use where you vacation as a place to connect? Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, your coffee shop can be a hub of connection. How can you meet people even for those two minutes and bless them or connect with them? Yeah. So one of our initiatives this week is we're just showing up at a laundromat and giving away some gift cards to use at the laundromat, but just trying to meet people in our neighborhood where they already are. Baseball games, softball games, sporting events. How could you show up and bring the party there? Farmers markets, great. Someone online says wineries, stores, social media. Someone else said showing up at the gym. How is it that we can do these things? That's what I want to continue to have you think through as you go about today. Some of you are probably going to Mother's Day parties too. How is it that you can celebrate with folks 
and experience transformation and or I want you to keep thinking about who is it that you need to invite to your table? Who is it that you've misjudged that you can invite into relationship? All this in the name of Jesus Christ, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. joining us on the Linglestown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope that you'll leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more at www.linglestownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth to love God and love others.